Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for victory in Jesus. We thank you for salvation found in no other name. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved but the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you. We glorify you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done for us and for who you are. King of kings, Lord of lords, our Savior and our Lord, the head of this church, and we thank you for victory that we have in you. We pray today, Heavenly Father, for the families of this church. We pray that in these days, as we consider our responsibilities as parents and grandparents, great-grandparents, that you might help us to see clearly what it is that we must instruct our children to do if they would live lives of godliness and follow Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege of opening the Word of God so that we might see the truths of your Word, gain insight and wisdom so that we would know how to teach our children, so that we would know how to live. So bless now our time in your Word, and we thank you for this sweet spirit in this place and the opportunity to worship together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest, we're delighted to have you. Boys and girls, glad you're here. Hope you have your Bibles. Hope your mom and dad have their Bibles. Find your place in the book of Proverbs. We continue to talk together these days about the importance of our families. And we're talking especially to parents about our responsibility to our children to teach them the truths of God's Word to train them up with discipline and also to train them up in the truths of God's Word. So we continue that today. We're looking at 10 truths from the book of Proverbs that help us as parents to teach our children. Now, these truths that we talk with about our children are for every age of children. I have a, a adult children, but I still think it's important to talk with your adult children uh, about these things together, to look at their lives, to know how to pray for them as you evaluate these truths. And we have all of these on a bookmark if they're out in the hallway. If you'd like to have one to give to your friends or you need one, you'll know what I'm talking about each week. This week, Proverbs chapter 3, and our focus will be verse number 13. Proverbs 3, 13. Let me go back and remind you of the truths that we've already looked at. Number one, we talked about the importance of teaching our children to fear God. Godly parents fear God and they teach their children to fear God. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Number two, we said that godly parents are those uh, who will uh, teach their children as well as practice in their own lives. Uh, refusing or uh, con not consenting to sinful enticements. It's Proverbs 1.10. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Then we saw in Proverbs chapter 3, if you'll just uh, keep your Bible there, uh, Proverbs 1, 2, and 3, we'll refer to several things this morning from these chapters we saw this great promise that we are godly parents, trust the Lord, and they teach their children to trust God. And so in all the ways of our life, we learn to trust God in all the good times and all the troubles and all the circumstances of life. Our children are looking to us as parents and grandparents about how we trust, are we trusting God? So we learn these great words. <clears throat> Many of us have memorized them. 
in our lives growing up, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. <clears throat> Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So as we came to these words, we now find ourselves in Proverbs chapter 3 again, <clears throat> on down the page, beginning in verse number 13. So I want us to read together Proverbs chapter 13, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13, and forward for a few minutes. Today our focus is this, that godly parents treasure God's Word and teach their children to treasure God's Word. Godly parents treasure God's Word. And they teach their children to treasure God's Word. So we read together how blessed is the man or the person who finds wisdom and the person or the man who gains understanding. Now let's follow along. What are the blessings that go with finding wisdom and what are the blessings that come from gaining understanding? Well, we read verse 14. For her prophet, that is wisdom... The profit of wisdom is better than the profit of silver, and her gain is better than fine gold. Verse 15, she is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens. By His knowledge, the, the deeps were broken up, and the skies drip with dew. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. And when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Now, Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word. And may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As parents, I want to ask you this question this morning. How important is God's word in the life of your family? as you evaluate all of the important matters that your family talks about. You know your family and your children see what's important by the values and the priorities of your life. You know that, parents. Based on your priorities, based on your schedule, based on your time, based on what you talk about, your children discover what are the priorities of your family. I wonder today how important is God's Word how important is God's Word in the life of your family? Do you spend time as a family reading and discussing God's Word? Do you have in the schedule of your family, I'm not saying it's every day, I'm not, I'm not nitpicking on when or how, 
you do it, but have you set in your schedule? Do you have in your family life for your children at all ages? Do you have regular family time in the Word of God talking about God's Word? And there's lots of ways to do that. We've left on the tables all kinds of helps and aids that you might look at that would give you some ideas how to do that. I wonder today, personally, those of you who are parents in this room, have you discovered in your personal life the treasure and value of God's Word? Is the Word of God important in your life? Do you have a copy of God's Word? Do you know how to read God's Word? Do you study God's Word? Do you listen to it preached and taught? Do you apply God's Word to your life? Do you memorize God's Word? Do you think about God's Word? I'm asking every uh, parent here, I'm asking every person here, of course, whether you have put a priority in your life of opening God's Word and listening and hearing and receiving the truths of it. Have you discovered in your life as a parent the greatest of all discoveries, the greatest of all treasures, and that is the treasure of knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Are you saved here today? I ask every parent who's in this room, you've been given a gift by God, and the most important thing is for you to be prepared to take care of those wonderful gifts God's given you, your children, and it starts in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, because of that, I want us to look at uh, three observations from Proverbs chapter 3. Beginning in verse number 13, we're going to use verse 13 as our theme, but we'll also read and make some observations all the way back down to where we read in verse 26. I want to challenge you today at the question of how you're using God's Word in your family, because godly parents treasure God's Word, and we treasure God's Word, and we teach our children to treasure it. You know, children pick up what you value in your life. You know, it's passed on from generation to generation in your family. If your family loves a certain thing and has a great value and treasure in a particular thing or, or activity, uh, your children tend to follow that pattern. Children pick up on what is valued most by their parents. So today we come to this blessed truth of talking about the most special of books, the book of books, the Word of God, the Word of God containing all the words of God that give us help for our life. Three observations. Godly parents are blessed when they find God's wisdom in Jesus Christ and share Christ with their children. That's the first thing I want to talk about for a moment. Secondly, godly parents are blessed when they gain wisdom and understanding from God's Word, and they teach their children how to gain wisdom and instruction, uh, understanding and instruction from God's Word. They teach them how to use God's Word in their life. And godly parents treasure God's Word themselves, and they teach their children the value of treasuring God's Word. Two verses will be the primary focus. Verse 13, how blessed is the person who finds wisdom and the person who gains understanding. And then verse 21, my son, let them not vanish from your sight. These, these words of wisdom, these truths of wisdom and this understanding, don't let it vanish from your sight and keep sound wisdom 
and instruction. Well, what do we see first of all? Well, how blessed, how happy. This word, this Hebrew word is the same as it is in the Greek language when the Lord Jesus said the Beatitudes, we call them blessed. And he talked about the blessings of life. Well, here it's, there are 10 blessings recorded in the book of Proverbs. It's not my task right now to talk about those 10 blessings. You can look them up. You can study them for yourself. But here's the first of these blessings as they come in the book of Proverbs. Here, we're, here we see this, the happy person, the happy person, the blessed person is the one who has found something of great value. The happy person, the blessed person, is the one who finds God's wisdom. This word find means to secure or to acquire, to, to discover. And that's true for all of us when we come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We discover wisdom. How is it? Where do we find wisdom? As you read the book of Proverbs, how do we learn what wisdom looks like? Well, we learn what wisdom looks like from the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said of the Lord Jesus, Colossians 2.3. It's a famous verse. We've looked at it before. Colossians 2.3. In Jesus Christ are hidden all the treasures. In Jesus Christ. In the person of Jesus Christ, our living Lord, who's risen today, ascended to heaven, who is our great high priest king, our Lord Jesus Christ, in him, Colossians 2, 3, are hidden all the treasures. There are no treasures beyond the treasures found in the Lord Jesus Christ. All spiritual treasures are found of wisdom and knowledge, are found in the Lord Jesus Christ. What did... Uh, what did Andrew do when he found the Lord Jesus Christ and met him as Lord and Savior? He ran and told his brother Peter, and I read these words from John 1.41. We have found the Messiah. Oh, a great day it was for each of you who are saved in this room. When you discovered, acquired a relationship with Jesus Christ. It was life changing for you, wasn't it? It changed your life forever. It changed the direction of your life, the values of your life. Now you can go to the Word of God. That's how we learn about the Lord Jesus Christ because the Word of God is both living in the Lord Jesus but also written in the Bible. We go to God's Word and we discover all these great truths about Jesus Christ. How He lived in this world in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How He spoke unbelievable words. We've looked at them together Truths that last, we find in Jesus Christ the source of all wisdom. The word wisdom is an interesting word. I don't want to spend too much time chasing rabbits today. We have a lot to talk about. But wisdom is a word that uh, we use. Sometimes we think of it in a bad way. Actually, the word wisdom can be used or spoken of as shrewdness. Being shrewd. We think of that sometimes in the bad sense, but actually the quality of shrewdness or having wisdom is the quality of showing or having good judgment. That means you're shrewd. You don't, uh, you don't buy everything that everybody's selling. You don't listen to everybody's words. You pay attention carefully to the source of them. You practice good judgment in what you say. You practice good judgment in where you go and how you live. You practice good judgment based on God's wisdom and how to live a godly and holy life. So 
today how blessed is the person who finds wisdom. I ask you today, have you found the wisdom that comes in knowing Jesus Christ? Listen to this. It's an amazing statement. It's a prophecy about Jesus Christ found in Isaiah 11 2. I'll just for the sake of time read it. It is a prophecy of our Lord Jesus. Isaiah 11 2, the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And then he elaborates the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of counsel and strength. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. When you come to know Jesus Christ, you come to the one who has all wisdom. So we learn in James, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Yes, first, if you lack wisdom, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn how to live by watching how He lived. Follow Him in all your ways. The Lord called us to follow Him. Follow Him who is the source of all wisdom, who lived in perfect holy wisdom and shows us who are His followers how to do the same. But I must go on. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom, but notice, who gains understanding. Who gains insight. That's what the word understanding means. It's insight. It's a happy person who finds God's wisdom in Jesus Christ, and it's a happy person who gains insight. Who gains insight. Now I hold in my hands a copy of God's Word. God's Word is a collection of all of God's words spoken over thousands of years. I remind you today, godly parents, that you have an obligation to teach your children and remind them at all ages of the treasure and the gift of this book. Did you know this year? This year. 455 years. That's not a long time in the history of humanity and this globe. Only for 455 years have we had God's Word in our English language. Only 455 years. Oh, before that, you better know how to read Hebrew. Oh, before that, you better know how to read Greek. Oh, before that, you better learn how to read Latin. You better know somehow how to read God's Word some other way. Oh, the trials, the beauty, the magnificence, the miracle of our English Bible. And I don't have time to talk about it today, but it would be good. It would be good in your family for your children to know the story of how God's Word came to be given to us in our English language, in our mother tongue. 455 years, and it is a happy person. It is a happy person who gains wisdom and understanding from God's Word and turns around and teaches it to their own children, their own grandchildren, and their own great-grandchildren. That's why I asked you earlier, how important is the Word of God in your family? I ask you parents today, where is your copy of God's Word? Yes, copy. It, 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 where is your copy of God's Word? Is it in your car? Is it in the back seat? Is it, is it stuck in the shelf? Does it have dust on it? Where is your copy, parents, of God's Word? Do your children ever see God's Word in your hands? Well, let's look at the value of gaining understanding just from these verses we have here. Verse 14. Look at the value 
of gaining understanding from the Word of God. Her profit is better than the profit of silver. And her gain better than fine gold. When you get down to it, <clears throat> you can acquire a lot of money. But there is nothing that will ever take the place of the exceeding value of God's Word. The profit of knowing and gaining insight into the Word of God. Listen, will help you as a little child. Will help you as a grown, maturing adult. Wherever you are gaining wisdom, the profit that comes from God's Word and gaining insight in God's Word is valuable for life. <clears throat> I'm saying this to you parents because we're always looking for some way to help our children gain insight into how to live. Here it is. Here's the book that will give your children insight into the way to live. You students who are here, study the Word of God. Study it on your own. Listen when your parents talk about the Word of God. You boys and girls who are just learning to read, go to school, learn your grammar, make sure you practice spelling. You must learn how to read English so that you can enjoy the value of God's Word. All of these things matter to us. She is more precious, verse 15, than jewels if I lose everything else, if someone robs me of all of my possessions, if I have hid God's Word in my heart, if I have memorized God's Word, if I have thought deeply about it, you can't take it away. You can't remove it. It's more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare to God's Word. Once you have tasted the sweetness of the glory of God's Word and you have sunk into it and read it and thought about it, you want more of it. It's better than chocolate cake. It's better than ice cream. It's better than your favorite dessert. It is that which compares with nothing else. That is the Word of God. And godly parents talk with their children about this. Verse 16. When you gain insight from the Word of God, you, you, you experience long life. How is it? Well, you don't make mistakes that take your life. You learn there are things you cannot do. <clears throat> there are places you cannot go. And frankly, there are people you cannot associate with who will take your life. Long life is in her hand and in her left hand, uh, in her right hand is life and in her left hand are riches and honor. That is the word of God. That is wisdom from God's word. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is to see the value of God's word. I wonder tonight, uh, this afternoon, godly parents, are you gaining personal wisdom and understanding in the word of God? You're troubled about something in your life. You've got some decisions to make. You've asked everybody else what you should do, but you've not yet asked God and you've not yet gone to God's word for counsel. Perhaps your children need to see more than anything else <clears throat> when your family is in one of those hard places that you have learned how to open God's word, get before God with your family and pray and let your children, as I asked you last week, have your children seen you trust God for great things? Have they witnessed in your life as parents that you are someone who trusts God for great things? Have they seen it? I'm not talking about they used to see it. Do they see it now? Your adult children. What do they see in you? 
Do they see in you a life of godliness? Psalm 119.30 says, The unfolding of your words gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. That's what I need. I need the Word of God in my simplicity. I need the Word of God to unfold for me. As my life unfolds, I need the Word of God to unfold for me. So godly parents are blessed when they find God's wisdom in Jesus Christ. And they share that with their children, what it means to find Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The first person that parents ought to witness to are their children. The first people that parents ought to continue to testify to are their children. When was the last time you spoke to your grown children about what God's teaching you, parents? Don't be proud. Submit yourself to your children at all ages. Tell them what great things God is doing for you. And also show them what God is teaching you from His Word as it unfolds in your life. And then we come to this interesting word, this appeal in verse 21. My son, let them not, let them what? The words of God, the wisdom of God, the insights that you gain from God's Word. Let them not vanish from your sight. You see, you students who are here, your life is going to get very busy. Lots of people are going to set priorities before you. Lots of people are going to try to tell you what you need to do. And there can be great distraction in life that can take your eyes off of Jesus and off the truth of God's Word. There are many distractions that will pull your time away from studying God's Word. Parents, do you have a set time in your life? Are you prioritizing in your personal spiritual life, spending time with God and in God's Word. Well, you see, this becomes of great value because parents, parents who love God, who know the Word of God, who gain insight from it, here's their appeal to their children. Don't, I treasure this. Don't lose this. Keep it with you at all times, at all ages. Some of you students who are in this room, you're going to learn things from God's Word now that will help you when you're old. I know you don't think you're ever going to be 20 years old. I know some of you think, will that day ever come? I know some of you are in here thinking, will I ever drive a car? It will come. Don't worry. But you see, you need God's Word for all the ages of life. You need His insight. You need His wisdom. And that's what we do together as a family. We focus around the truth of God. And we, as parents, we show our children, we treasure God's Word and we treasure it deeply. I want you, for the sake of time, I want you to just turn back a few pages. I want you to see the testimony of Solomon's father. Solomon is the writer of the book of Proverbs. What did his, what did his father David Think about God's Word. Well, turn back to Psalm 119 just for a moment. I'd like for all of you to turn there. I don't often ask you to do this, but it's important for you to see this. Psalm 119, 97, verse 97. Now, if you're here today, Psalm 119 is the longest of the Psalms. Psalm 119 is a prayer and meditation on the value of God's Word. Every verse, hundreds of them, Hundreds of verses in segments of eight based on each letter of the Hebrew alphabet they're arranged. And we find these wonderful words, but I'm not going to explain them in detail. I just want to read them because I want you to hear. Here's how David treasured and valued God's word in his life. And I believe it's how he taught Solomon his love for God's word. 
Psalm 119, 97. Oh, how I love your law. Oh, how I love your Torah. That's what he's saying. I love the Torah. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged uh, because I have observed your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not turned aside from your ordinances for you yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. From your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every evil way. Now, what did we read earlier? How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Where do we gain it? We gain it from God's Word. So how do we treasure God's Word? I want to take just a side note here and pause here before we uh, come to some last things. And, and I'm saying these things to you just to give you some counsel and advice as your pastor. Some of you have very young children and they're not at a reading age yet. Others of you, your children are grown like my children and you have grandchildren. But you have grandchildren that perhaps are not of reading age. Or you have great grandchildren that are not yet of reading age. Well, all kinds of things go on. But I want to begin by saying something and I want to genuinely uh, speak to your heart about this. I hope and I pray that every parent in this room has given your child a copy of God's Word. And that you took the time to go to the front and write in that Bible. I didn't bring mine today. I didn't bring my, my uh, first copy of God's Word given to me by my parents. It's, it's well over 50 years old. and I'm so grateful to have it even to this day. It's good to go back and look in my uh, Bible as a 9, 10 year old boy at the things that we were learning at home, but also the things I was learning at church where my teachers taught me to mark in my Bible, to mark the special places that God had shown me something and to keep those. It's good to go back and see what I was looking at as a 9 year old boy and observing in God's word that started to shape my spiritual life. I hope that every parent here has given your child a copy, a real Bible, a Bible uh, that they can hold in their hands. Their boys and girls, bring your copy of God's Word. There's nothing like carrying God's Word. There's nothing like holding it in your hands. There's nothing like hearing the pages turn and taking and marking in them the places where God speaks to you. And the second thing is... You must teach your children, and I hope all of you will do it, and all of you students who are here. I have, this is my latest, this is my journal, this is my place. This is, unless you have an incredible memory, unless you have a photographic memory, you probably are going to forget what you've read in God's Word, or what you've heard preached in God's Word, or what you've taught, or what you've spoken. I, I just simply record in my, I'm just giving a testimony as one, one person. I've tried to share this with my own children. I've tried to practice it. So what is God saying to me as he unfolds his word in my life? Well, as an old man, he's saying things to me now that he didn't say in the same way when I was a young man. But 
A long time ago, someone taught me how to take a journal, a simple little journal, and just put, make a note. And then, if nothing else, just write that special set of verses God is speaking to you and write them down so that you have some record of how the Holy Spirit of God is unfolding the Word of God to you day by day. And you know what's a blessing? When you have this journal, sometimes you can go back, open it up, and review and be reminded, Oh my, look what God has brought me through. Oh my, look how my thinking is different now than it used to be. So it's good. And you know it's good practice for you to write Instead of just type text with your little fingers all day long. It's good to practice writing. Boys and girls, you should get a notepad. You should ask your mom for your own special journal. And you should have it with your Bible. And as you read God's Word and you mark it there, you should write it down so that you remember it. If you're here as a grandparent and you know your, children's, your children have not given your grandchildren Bibles, then maybe that's your job. Maybe that's what you do. You know, we talk about this a lot with children when we read to them, and it's important that we read to children. Oh, the importance of it. Boys and girls, I've said it to you already this morning. You must learn your language. You must learn your spelling. You must learn to read well so that you can read God's Word well. It's important for you to do your lessons at school. But I also ask you, grandparents... Uh, you're just like me. You love it when your children, your grandchildren sit on your knee and you love to pull those books out for them at all ages. By the way, include reading the Word of God to your children and your grandchildren. It's good to read uh, something else to them. It's good for them to have a broad range of topics, but they need to hear and sit with you, parents, grandparents, and read God's Word together. You see, it's important to read God's Word together. Here's how we treasure God's Word. You spend time with your treasures. We repeat God's Word frequently in our families and it brings them to be of value to us. We talk about what it means to walk with God. We talk about what it means to love Jesus. We talk about what it means to be a sinner. We talk about God's Word throughout the day while we're in our cars, while we're going to our trips. We obey God's Word. Put it on in the car. If you don't have time to sit and read, guess what? Turn off some of the music. Turn off all of that other racket and put on your car, in your car, the Word of God. And just tell everyone we're going to listen to a chapter from God's Word together in the car right now. We're going to hear God's Word. Well, I wish I could say more about that. But I want to remind us again today of these very important observations that we learn. Oh, Oh, how blessed is the man who finds wisdom and who gains understanding. I hope you have. Godly parents, I hope you have found the Lord Jesus Christ, who is all wisdom, who in Him has hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I hope that you know the Lord Jesus Christ in a growing way and that you share that joy with your children, but oh, that you've picked up the Word of God. And that the Word of God is a part of your time with your kids. If it hasn't been, you can start today. You can start right now. So what are some things we remember? Well, there's nothing that compares to the wisdom of God in Jesus Christ. Finding Jesus Christ is the greatest discovery in life. And God's Word gives wisdom to those who find it. Look, if you will seek God 
in His Word, He will speak to you and show you what you need to hear. The greatest treasure is knowing the Lord and His Word. So what's our challenges for today? I try to give you these family challenges. as Well, as parents, make sure you've found the Lord Jesus Christ and you're saved. The most important thing your children can see in your life is that you have a relationship, a living relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't say that you'll be perfect. I didn't say that everything will always be good. But parents, first things first, first of priorities, getting your house and your life in order is having a living relationship with Jesus Christ. And as parents, commit, commit to improve your time in God's Word personally and commit to improve the time in God's Word in your family. How much time do we give to God's Word as a family? That should be a subject you talk about with your kids and talk about with them the value of God's Word. They'll see it as you quote it. They'll see it as you live by it. But they need to hear your words about how you love God's Word. Uh, there was a man who planted a carob tree. It's an interesting tree. The uh, botanists tell us that this carob tree doesn't bear fruit until after 70 years. It's quite a long time. Well, this fellow was planting a carob tree. This is an old uh, uh, Jewish story. And he was asked by his friends... As he was planting the tree, they knew what kind of a tree it was. He was asked by his friends whether he thought he would live. He was an old man planting this tree, carob tree. It seemed like a contradiction that he would do that. He was, they asked, are you, are you, uh, do you think you're going to live long enough to eat fruit from this tree? And the man said, no, I'm planting this tree for my son. I'm planting this tree, not going to bear fruit for 70 years for my sons. What we have talked about today is planting seeds of God's Word as parents that may not bear fruit in your lifetime. What we're talking about today is investing the time to meticulously, diligently as parents and grandparents and great-grandparents continue to scatter and sow the seeds in the hearts of dear children of all ages, the truth of God's Word so that there might be growth and that one day they may be a good ground hearer and that they might grow up and be fruitful in the things of God. You may give them God's Word and they may live in rebellion against God's Word all of your life. But who's to say when you're dead, they don't come back to God? Our job as family leaders is to scatter the seeds in the next generation. That's why I love Proverbs 40, excuse me, Psalm 45, 6. I'll close with this. In place of your fathers will be your sons. In place of your fathers will be your sons. And I will cause my name to be remembered in all generations. When you teach your children, you teach God's word to the next 
two generations beyond your children. That's what we do when we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We teach our children to treasure God's Word just like we have treasured it all the days of our life.